The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM is brought to you by the Showrunner Podcasting Course, your step-by-step guide to developing, launching, and running a remarkable show. Registration for the course is open August 3rd through the 14th, 2015. Go to showrunnercourse.com to learn more. That's showrunnercourse.com. These are the Writer Files, a tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers, from online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Kelton Reed, writer, podcaster, and mediaphile. And each week, we'll find out how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. Prolific, best-selling, multi-genre author Hugh Howey took me on a walk through the writer's process. Mr. Howey is the well-known author of Wool in his self-published dystopian silo series that sold over 2 million copies worldwide. His books have been optioned for film and TV by well-known Hollywood director Ridley Scott and Heroes creator Tim Kring, respectively. He's been a fierce advocate for self-publishing authors and even inked a rare print-only contract with major publishers to retain the electronic rights to his early works. He was a tireless proponent for the pure craft of writing, and he's built an intensely loyal following. As he prepares to sail around the globe on his catamaran, Hugh took time out from his busy schedule to talk with me on a short walk. In this file, Hugh Howie and I discuss the importance of starting each day the right way, why you need to learn to hit publish from anywhere, how to alleviate your natural self-doubts as a writer, how writers can fine-tune their creativity, where the true magic of writing springs from, and why you should be a tourist in your own town. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating or a review in iTunes to help other writers find us. Thanks for listening. Hugh Howie, thank you so much for joining me back on the Writer Files to update your file. It's good to be back, man. So for listeners who may not be uh, familiar with you and your story, um, who are you and what is your area of expertise as a writer? That's a good question. Who am I? That's uh that could be a couple hours there, and I don't even know if I'd have an answer. I'm, um, you know, people think of me as a writer, but that's the last six years of my life. Before that, I was a you know, vagabond and a sailor, and lived on the water, and spent ten years as a yacht captain. So um, that's kind of who I am. Been an avid reader my whole life. Always wanted to write a novel, and when I finally uh, finished a book, I got hooked on that and 
started writing a lot and my seventh work, uh, wool took off and allowed me to write full time. And I did that for the last six years or so. And, uh, I'm going to continue writing, but now I'm, I'm moving back onto a boat to, uh, get back to my roots, which is, you know, traveling the world, uh, by water. It's an amazing story, honestly. Um, and I mean, you, you're a prolific author. You got your hands in a lot of different, different, uh, genres as well. But so where can we find, uh, your writing for starters? Uh, the best place is Amazon. I put everything in Kindle Unlimited cause I, I do write a lot. And I like for people who are paying the nine ninety nine a month or whatever it costs get to read everything without paying another penny. And I, I do publish a lot, so it, it works out for me. But also, you know, major bookstores carry wool usually or can get any of my books in. My website's a great place just to see what's available. It's just hughhowie.com. And what are you presently working on? I'm bouncing back and forth between a fiction series called Beacon 23 and a nonfiction series. It's kind of self-help and travelogue called Wayfinding. The Beacon 23 series, it's, it's weird. It's another one of those short stories like Wool that took off and I'm uh, telling the story in discrete parts. Each one tells a complete, uh, has its own arc, kind of like uh, a season of TV. Each episode tells a story and people are eating them up. They're 99 cents each and Warren Ellis, who I love to death, the graphic novelist and, and author, has become a fan of the series and my film agents getting calls about the film rights. So it's having a very similar trajectory that wool had, which is it's kind of weird for lightning to strike twice like this. That's amazing. And your, your sci-fi series, you know, this, this dystopian, um, well, you, the silo series is amazing. That's, that's the one that wool kind of kicked off. Right. And then the sand dystopian sci-fi uh, that you wrote is actually being adapted. Is that right? Did I read that correctly? Yeah, I got picked up by Imperative, um, who they're the team behind the relaunch of the Heroes uh, TV show, Heroes Reborn. And I, I just met with them at Comic Con and got to spend you know a couple of days hanging out with them. Just a great group of people. And I get I get um, I'm flattered when someone options something for film. But you know, Wall has been with Ridley Scott for uh, a couple of years, and they've written. Um, screenplays for that. And it's just, it's really flattering, but I don't, and however excited people are and they say they really want to make something, I don't get my hopes up. I don't uh, assume that anything is going to go into production. Um, I'd rather be surprised when it does than, you know, sit there and think about it and hound my agent for updates. It's just better for me to keep writing. Absolutely. So let's talk about writing and your productivity a little bit. How much time per day would you say you're uh, kind of like reading or doing research for projects? Uh, research, you know, I don't do direct read. My, my research is very indirect. I read because I want to learn, and I've, I've been like that my whole life. I mostly read nonfiction. I read voraciously. So all of what I read ends up getting distilled and mixed up and then ends up in my writing. So even though I, I mostly write fiction, uh, I want to write about, you know, the human condition and, and satirize popular culture and things like that. So that comes from all my nonfiction reading, probably two or three hours a day I spend uh, reading. And some days it's, you know, I can, sp- I can have an eight hour uh, day of just reading. And then the same thing with writing. I generally try to do two or three hours a day of writing. And sometimes I'll have an eight or 10 or 12 hour day of writing where I pound out, you know, 5,000, 7,000 words in a day. 
So before you get into um, a writing session, do you have any pregame rituals or practices? Yeah, but not, I don't know if it has anything to do with the writing. I just to live a healthy lifestyle. When I get up in the morning, I have a, a healthy breakfast of you know some yogurt with some raisins in it, and I try to do the same thing every day. So I'm not having to make decisions. I'm not taxing my brain. It's the same reason I think that I wear the same t-shirt and cargo shorts every single day and flip-flops. And then I, I do uh, an exercise routine um, called the five Tibetans, which is like yoga and it gets me, wakes me up better than a cup of coffee. It only takes about 10 minutes and it really keeps you in shape. Um, and then I open my laptop and start into my, whatever story I'm, I'm in progress. Nice. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. And is uh, do you have a most productive time of day and or locale for getting into a session? Yeah, the morning for me, uh, I'm most creative in the morning, but it's also a matter of getting a lot of work done before I start checking email and get distracted with the the business of writing. And that doesn't just come from self-publishing. You know, if I'm published with uh, traditional publishers as well and having success as a writer means doing a lot of, uh, non-writing activities, you know, um, supplemental stuff. Yeah. And do you have a favorite place to write? Uh, no, I, I can write anywhere. I mean, yesterday I'm kind of at a family reunion and I'm sitting at a table with a lot of conversations and a lot going on. And I wrap up a work and hit publish and publish right there from, um, from a dining room table. Uh, I I've published while, uh, up on a panel, like right before, the panel started, I was putting the finishing touches on a piece and they were doing introductions and I'm, I'm hitting publish under the table, um, <laughs> you know, sitting on curbs, waiting on taxis while I'm on book tour sand that entire novel I wrote while in Europe on book tour. So I wrote that, that book across nine different countries without 
you know, a word of that rough draft being written in the U.S. Um, and that's the dedication you have to have. Like, you can't have an excuse. Well, I'm traveling today, so I'm not going to write. Or, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this today, so it's okay if I don't write today. My attitude is if you take a day off, you're giving yourself an excuse to take two or three or four days off. Yeah. So as a world traveler, are you a writer who can like stick on headphones? Do you like to listen to music while you ride or do you prefer silence or white noise? I prefer silence or white noise, you know, even crowds like cafes or airports. But I, I just posted on my website a few songs that I like to listen to when I'm having, you know, the natural self-doubts that come from uh, being creative. And they're very, you know, like heavy hitting songs just to fire you up and get the, uh, get the adrenaline going. <laughs> um, so sometimes I use music to motivate me to have a powerful writing session, but I don't like to listen to music while I'm writing. Gotcha. I think I already know the answer to this next one, but do you believe in writer's block? I don't. I, I believe, I, I, what I believe is that our writing varies in quality depending on what we've consumed, our chemical state, what's going on in our life, how distracted we are, things that we're anticipating might happen, how, how well the last writing session went. And, and all of those things in, increase or decrease our expectation for how, how good our writing is going to be if we started clicking our keyboard. And sometimes we get into a mindset where we know we're going to write crap. And so we'd rather sit there and not write anything. I, I think we have to embrace the fact that we're going to write poorly at times. And so when we feel that hesitation and that lack of confidence, um, that should motivate us to really pour the words out and prime the pump and get back to the good stuff and, and, and trust the, uh, editing process. Absolutely. So are you still, um, working on a, a MacBook air? Yeah, I prefer, I prefer the air. Um, I'm, I might be switching to this new Dell laptop they've got out, which is a smaller form factor. I've not been too overwhelmed with the, um, the updates to the Mac OS and I've, uh, played with windows 10 and I kind of like that. So I might be switching. Interesting. So what software do you use most for your writing? Uh, I usually use uh, Microsoft word. And do you have any organizational hacks since you're kind of constantly on the move? Not really. Um, organizational hacks. Uh, nah, I, I'm sloppy. Like I have a word document that I'll keep open for, um, notes and I just kind of pile in notes for a series in there and it's, it's just, it's ugly, but it, it works for me. And I've, I've used it to write, uh, book series with, um, uh, you know, 400,000 plus words across them and a lot of foreshadowing and a lot of plot points and characters and somehow it all, it all works. I've tried using Scrivener and stuff that have those tools built in. Yeah. But I, I find myself playing with the tools instead of writing. <laughs> right. And so I've never gotten over the, uh, the learning curve to, for those things to be useful to me. Do you have any best practices for beating procrastination? Yeah. Um, sit down and, and like, it's like exercise. You know, there's so many reasons to not get down on the floor and, and do push-ups. Your body does not want to uh, be taxed. It doesn't want to, to feel that. So as soon as you feel it, you have to say, like, I'm not going to let that control me. I'm going to choose, you know, what I'm going to do with my life and not let uh, my inherent laziness or my desire to conserve calories or whatever's going on in our bodies. It makes us want to curl up in a ball and not attack the, the task before us. Open up the document, 
turn off the internet and, and start writing. And if you're not sure what happens next in the story, skip to the part of the story that you know is going to happen and start writing there or just start writing about your character. Or if you know this next scene takes place in a bar, just describe the bar. You're going to delete every bit of that, but describe every facet of that bar, what the jukebox looks like, what, what the street noise is like every weird detail that you don't even, you aren't going to, aren't going to end up in your story. And as soon as you start doing that, you're going to find that you're able to uh, get back into the flow of the plot. (laughs) Very nice. And, um, my final question on workflow stuff is how do you unplug at the end of a, of a long day? My, my favorite thing is to get by the water or on the water, you know, go to the beach. If I can have a nice meal looking out over the water, if I can go for a swim or take a paddleboard out, anything like that um, energizes me or just chill out with a, with a book and read. Just a quick pause to mention that The Writer Files is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform, the complete website solution for content marketers and online entrepreneurs. Find out more and take a free 14-day test drive at rainmaker.fm slash platform. So let's talk about creativity. How do you define creativity in your own words? Uh, I, I think you know, creativity is not so much as creating something that's never been done before. It's, um, it's, it's uh, the free expression of a combination of things that we've absorbed from elsewhere. I, to be absolutely creative is almost to be like avant-garde, to do stuff that's just almost absurd. And there's some value in that, in absurdity for the sake of complete newness or shock value. But for me, like true creativity is seeing the human, the individual human like a filter, like a coffee filter. And you, you push all this stuff through, popular culture, life experiences, upbringing, genetic makeup. And what, what drips out is like, the way they distill all that knowledge and all those experiences. And it's different for every person. And, and people are creative in ways they don't even appreciate the way they approach their work. They might think that's not creativity, but there are things that they do in their workflow or how they organize their desk space or how they organize their day. That's um, I, I see those as uh, expressions of creativity. And I think everyone is creative in some ways and we need to figure out like, what what ways we enjoy being creative and do more of it because it, it gets us in tune with ourselves. When do you feel the most creative? Uh, after I've written something. So when I'm when I'm writing, I tend to feel like it's kind of garbage. But when I when I'm done with a writing session or I go back and read some stuff or I'm revising, that's when I feel like I, I don't completely hate what I've just done. Do you have a creative muse at the moment? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I'm going through a lot of change in my life right now and some of it is, uh, very stressful and it, it's sad that that's, um, that that's inspiration. But, uh, the best stuff I've ever written has been dealing with, uh, huge losses in my life where I've got, I'm, I'm generally an upbeat, perfectly happy, even kill person. But the best stuff I've ever written is when I've, uh, lost people in, in my life or, or lost a beloved pet. And, you know, I, I guess that the um, tortured artist cliche, there's something to that because you tap into a, an emotional well that's difficult to tap into when, when you're just content and happy. In your own words, what, what do you think makes a writer truly great? Uh, having read a lot, I think, um, I think the only way, well, you know, actually before having read a lot, I would say having, having lived and experienced a lot, um, I think you have to fill yourself with, with knowledge and experiences 
before before you have something really wonderful to write. What what we end up writing is kind of a greatest hits collection of our ideas and our thoughts and our vocabulary. And in order to have a greatest hits collection, you have to have a huge body of work that you absorb. Um, it's similar to photography, something I'm passionate about. The secret to photography is learning lighting and the controls of the camera and framing and all these, all these tricks of the trade. But the magic comes from taking thousands of photos and then having an eye that recognizes the, the dozen in there that are truly spectacular. And when we write, we have thousands of ideas, thousands of word choices, thousands of word combinations and sentence flow options. And the quality of a writer and the skill comes from knowing out of those thousands, which handful are viable options. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you have a few favorite authors that you're reading at the moment? You know, I tend not to follow writers. I tend to follow subjects. Um, nonfiction makes it difficult to follow writers. Uh, Rick Atkins wrote a um, World War II trilogy that I really liked and uh, I'll read anything that Bill Bryson writes. I just read McCulloch's um, biography of the uh, Wright brothers and I've really enjoyed uh, his work but it's it's rare for me to find uh, Stephen Pinker is a guy who anything he writes I'll pick up and, and gobble um, but you know with, with nonfiction, it's not like with a fiction author where you're going to get a book a year. You might be lucky to get one every five years so you don't really it's hard to follow a, an individual author like that. Yeah. Well, I found your original writer's file to be infinitely quotable, but do you have a, do you have a favorite quote yourself? You know, I don't know. One that I've, one that I've come back to time and again is, um, and it's, it's so cliche. Everyone, everyone uses it, but maybe there's, maybe there's a reason for that. It's, uh, and I'll get the exact quote wrong, but I'll paraphrase. I'm pretty sure Hemingway said it, but, uh, um, writing is easy. You just sit down in front of your, your typewriter and bleed. And I love that. I love that because, um, it, it tells me that writing was difficult for him. And, and it reminds me that it's not supposed to be easy. And the same thing is true of, uh, exercise and diet and, you know, anything worth doing in life. Um, we, we should look for the things that are most difficult and then attack those things. Um, we tend to ease, live the, path of least resistance and that's to find you know to preserve calories and preserve our energy and and find ways to uh not tackle long-term goals and 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 be fulfilled deeply in life and i've i've found fulfillment through listening to my body figuring out what it least wants to do and then doing that thing and that quote kind of inspires me to do that 
Nice. Um, here's a couple of fun questions for you. Do you have a favorite literary character? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, maybe, you know, growing up, I loved, uh, the stainless steel rat. Um, I, I don't know that character really resonated with me. If you could choose one author from any era to sit down and have a, um, uh, all expense paid dinner, who would you choose? Uh, it'd be, uh, it'd be William Shakespeare for sure. I'm always curious about this answer, but why, why Shakespeare? Because ah, I like to confirm, I like to tell everybody, hey, it was definitely William Shakespeare. Stop with the theories. <laughs> uh, I know for a fact it was him. Do you have a writer's fetish? Like any, any good luck charms or any, any weird collectibles? Uh, no, I, all I really need is my laptop, you know, so uh, I do feel kind of naked if I don't have it with me. I, I grab it in the middle of the night to make notes. I try to carry it with me everywhere. So I, I will say as a reader that um, I, I've upgraded my Kindle to the Kindle Voyage and that's such a sexy reading device. And, and I feel uh, I, I do not like not having that thing with me. You know, with that in my pocket, I've got every book that I own and access to every ebook um, out there. And that I, I fetishize the heck out of that thing. Nice. So who or what has been your greatest teacher? Uh, you know, literally... Uh, Dr. Dennis Goldsbury, my English professor at the College of Charleston, I was a physics major when I had him for a prereq and loved his class so much that, um, you know, I made sure that I had my 102 from him the next uh, semester. And then I asked him what he was teaching the semester after that. He was the hardest teacher I've ever had. And getting an A from him was the most rewarding um, challenge, you know, in my collegiate career. So uh, I started taking all of his classes, and soon he was like, look, you have to be an English major to take these, you know, 4,000-level classes. So um, I, I'm, I probably would have written something at some point in my life anyway, because it's been a dream of mine for a long time. But I, I wouldn't be the writer that I am today without, without his guidance. Can you offer any advice to fellow writers on how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving? Yeah, what, what are you doing to... Um, you know, have novel experiences. Without that, you're just not going to be inspired to write. So how find a, a way to be a tourist in your hometown, look at towns that are a, a short drive away and get out on the weekend and do something. Um, talk to strangers. You know, if you see, uh, if you see a, an, an old man with a, a military service hat on, like sit down on the bench beside him and ask him his story and observe the world, you know, carry around a notebook and describe strangers and describe settings um, it's writing is not something you do in front of your laptop. Writing is something that you do all day long. And, and the laptop is just the, the place where you dump that out. And where can fellow scribes connect with you out there? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Hugh Howie and on my website. Um, I'm, you know, once I'm on the boat in another two and a half weeks, I'll be moving on to the catamaran. Um, and I'll, I'll be at sea a lot. I'm hopefully still be able to keep in touch, uh, when I'm in port, but, I don't know how much I'll, I'll be accessible like I have been for the last uh, five or six years. That's really exciting. Where's uh, your first destination? Well, I'm, I'm starting in St. Francis Bay, South Africa, uh, and my first port of call will be Cape Town, and I'll stay there for a few weeks. And then I'm going to spend a couple of months total in South Africa. And then in early October, we'll head to St. Helena, which is in the middle of the South Atlantic, and then Ascension Island, which is where Napoleon was uh was held captive 
And then from there, either Brazil or Barbados, and then up the Caribbean chain into the Bahamas and Florida. Amazing. Well, um, we wish you a, a safe journey, and I'm sure that will spark some more really inspiring stories and um, writing. So best of luck to you, sir. Thanks, man. Well, if something bad happens to me, it'll probably uh, boost um, book sales just for a, a brief moment with uh, any obituary or news mention. So my heirs have that to look forward to. Well, I'm knocking on wood over here. And thank thanks. you so much for stopping by. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the show. In the words of Mr. Howie himself, you are a startup. The next great business is you. For more episodes of The Writer Files and all of the show notes, or to leave us a comment or a question, drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter, at Kelton Reed. Cheers. See you out there.